name. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Come on, give God a picket of praise. Thank you, guys. May the Lord have mercy on us. May the Lord comfort those who have lost their loved ones. May the Lord restore those who are also victims of rape and crime in this nation. May the good God have mercy on us. Amen. I, I want to be honest with you. I am praying for this government to be removed. I don't care which, which political party you are belonging to. But my prayer is that may the good God remove this government and give us the government that will protect the citizens. A government that will build this nation and away with a corrupt government. That is my prayer. And that's what I stand for. I'm sorry if you are not comfortable about that. But you see, where we are, Bazalwan, as a nation, you cannot be neutral anymore. You can't be neutral. Everybody's taking a stand. Everybody's coming out. The gays are coming out. They are saying, I am a gay, I'm a lesbian. Everybody's coming out. Only Christians are not coming out and become a voice. Praise the name of Jesus. Well, when I welcome those who are joining us online, we are in a month where we are talking about salt and light. We have entitled the month of June. Probably have seen young people who are participating. It's a month where it's going to be dedicated to young people. That is why we have a mentorship as well this month of June. We're going to mentor and challenge our young people in the entire month of June. But when you speak of salt and light, salt and light speak of the influence God's people can exercise for the good of the society. Salt and light speaks of the life we bring in the midst of dead circumstances. The hope we bring in the midst of hopelessness. The light we bring in the dark. Salt and light speak of the order we bring in the midst of chaos. You know, you'd agree with me, children of God, that too often we are too forward about our faith as Christian. We are not ashamed to confess that I am a born again Christian. Even when they ask you, where do you fellowship? You speak with pride and say, I fellowship at Hope Restoration Ministry. That is fine. There's no problem about that. But the question this morning, as much as you fellowship at Hope Restoration Ministries, how is your reputation? How is your reputation? How is your conduct? What behavior are you known of? out there. It's okay to be a child of God. It's okay to say you are a born again Christian. But how is your behavior? When your name is mentioned, how do people respond? How do people respond? It's okay, my brother. It's okay. In the name of Jesus. Probably, you have heard this old saying. You have heard this old saying, your reputation 
precedes you. Have we heard that statement before? That your reputation precedes you. That is what I want to talk about this morning. Let your reputation precedes you. Let your reputation precedes you. What does that mean this morning when we say let your reputation precedes you? It simply means people must learn or hear good things about you before they meet you. Before they meet you, they must learn and hear good things about you. That is what I'm talking about. I strongly believe we live in a season where our, our reputation should speak for itself. To say I'm a Christian is not enough. How is your reputation? To say I'm a member of Hope Restoration, we appreciate that. But that is not enough. How is your reputation out there? To say I have been married for 15, 10 years, 20, 25 years. We appreciate that. But how is your reputation in your marriage? Are you faithful to that woman? Are you faithful to that husband? It's not just about the number of years you have been in that marriage. But how is your reputation? Are you faithful? Are you committed? These are the things that we need to ask. To say I am single, I am a young person, how do you carry yourself as a single person when no one is watching? It's simple to say I am single. Are you living a single life? When we are not watching, are you really a single person? Or you are a single person with benefits at the same time? How is your reputation? We need to confront these things and challenge one another. Let your reputation precede you. There's a beautiful scripture in the book of 1 Kings chapter 10. It's the story that we all know. But I want us to read it in a different way and get some revelation on this story while we unpack our topic this morning. When you read from verse 1, it says, When the queen of Sheba, listen to this, when she heard about the fame of Solomon, underline the words, heard about the fame. When she heard about the fame of Solomon and his relationship to the Lord, I love that, his relationship to the Lord. She heard about the relationship that Solomon had with the Lord. How I wish people can hear about your relationship that you have with the Lord. She came to test Solomon with hard questions. Arriving at Jerusalem with a very great caravan with camels carrying spices, large quantities of gold and precious stones, she came to Solomon and talked with him about all that she had on her mind. Solomon answered, all her questions, nothing was too hard for the king to explain to her. When the queen of Sheba, Bamba, when the queen of Sheba saw all the wisdom, how do you see wisdom? But when she saw all the wisdom of Solomon and the palace he had built, the food on his table, she's observant, this woman, she's observant. 
the sitting of his officials, the attending servants in their robes, his cup bearers, the burnt offering he made at the temple of the Lord. She's observing all these things. She was overwhelmed while she was observing all that was happening. She said to the king, the report I heard in my own country about your achievements and your wisdom is true. But I did not believe these things until I came and saw with, with my own eyes. Indeed, not even half was told me. In wisdom and wealth, you have far exceeded the report I heard. How happy your people must be. How happy your officials who continually stand before you and hear your wisdom. Praise be the Lord your God who has delighted in you and placed you on the throne of Israel because of the Lord's eternal love for Israel. He has made you king to maintain what Basalwane? Justice and righteousness. And she gave the king, 120 talents of gold, large quantities of spices and precious stones. Never again were so many spices brought in as those the queen of Sheba gave to King Solomon. May the Lord bless the reading of his word this morning. You'd realize that the giving part, she did this right at the end. Because she wanted to observe that the very same thing that I've heard about this person, the very same thing that I have heard about this pastor, let me just observe him. He says he's a man of one wife. I want to check him. I want to observe him. Before I can even take a membership, before I can even give my offering, I just want to watch him, how he behaves. Later on, they give because they've observed us. Don't ever think they are observing the pastor only. They are also observing you. You say you are a member of Hope Restoration Ministry. I want to look at you, how you handle your marriage. How you handle yourself. How you handle your business. You know, before I can come and be a member of this church, I want to look at you, how you handle yourself. I'm checking your reputation. You say you are a businessman. They, they are observing you. You are a Christian businessman. They are checking on you. How you handle yourself. How you conduct your life. How you conduct your family. Before they can buy shares in your company. Your reputation precedes you. The question is, is your reputation precedes you? Or when we come to your house, we're going to find something different. That is what we are talking about today. I want you to note some few things about reputation. Things to note about reputation. Number one, I want you to, to understand this. This is very profound. Number one, reputation travels. Reputation travels. The Bible says the queen of Sheba, she heard about Solomon. You know why 
she had is because reputation travels. Not just good reputation, good or bad reputation travels. If I begin to do something wrong, Bazalwane, it's going to travel. There will be people out there who will discover. It will be all over because your reputation travels. So you need to understand it's not something that you can keep it to yourself. The Bible says this woman, she heard, she heard about her reputation. And the second thing about reputation is that, is that reputation draws. It draws. The Bible says she came. She came because she heard. But I also need to say that as much as reputation draws, reputation can repel. A bad reputation makes people not to come to our church because they're saying these people in this church, I don't want to be a part of this ministry. But this time we realize that reputation draw this woman to come. She came because she heard something about this man. Number three, reputation, you know, you know what it does, but it's, it's, it's visible. It's visible. She saw. You can come to a place and see a reputation. You can come to a place and see accountability. Hope Restoration members, there's no need for me to stand here and say we are using funds of this church in a, in a correct manner. Just look around. Look around. The environment will tell you that money is working in this place. Just look at where you are seated, look around, go to the bathrooms, look around, look at the sound system, look at what is happening, the benefits, what we give to the poor, look around, you would realize that reputation is visible. We are born in reputation. Let me tell you, I've been in a ministry for too long. I've seen churches. We have been in a tent for over 20 years. And people have been giving, giving, offering for a church building. But even after 20 years, there is nothing that is happening. When you enter into that building, I mean, you don't see money. People are giving, but you don't see money working. You don't see it. The, the landscape, the garden does not show that money is collected in this place. Because you, you, you move in, but you don't see money. You can see reputation. You can see integrity by the look of the environment. Or the money it's used correctly here. So when she came in, she saw. She saw. Old man to the Nancy, the reputation that I've, I've been told about. Here is it, I can see it. And what I've picked up about reputation is that it impacts the Bible says she was overwhelmed. When we are people of reputation, we impact the lives of people. And not only that, when people are impacted, you know, they get inspired. Reputation inspires people. At the end, she gave. That is what the Bible says. She gave right at the end because she found a reason to give. Pastors must give people a reason to give. Praise the name of Jesus. I'm not blowing my own trumpet. 
I'm not blowing my own trumpet, but I want to find out from you, Guti. What other reasons are we supposed to give unto you so that you can give? After everything that we have done, what other reasons are we supposed to give to you so that you can give? So, what other reasons are we supposed to give you so that you can give? Look at your environment, Ogui. Look at what we stand for. What other reasons? She waited and she found the reason to give. Ogu, there's reputation here. Let me just give. Praise the name of Jesus. Now, when you speak of a reputation, it hits hard, Basilian. Because some of us, we have tempered with our reputation. The decisions that we have made, our reputation was bruised. The fellowship, the friends that we had, it bruised our, our reputation. They look at you, they say you are the man without a reputation. Or a woman without a reputation. A lot of things have bruised our reputation. So when you speak of a reputation, you ask yourself, how can I rebuild my reputation? I want to help you with that, Basalwa. You know, qualities of building a good reputation based on the scripture that we read. Here is something that I've picked up here that will help you to build your reputation, your relationship with the Lord. You need to build a strong relationship with the Lord. That is the first one. In this verse, oh, verse 1, listen to what it says. It says, when the queen of Sheba heard about the fame of Solomon and his relationship to the Lord, she came. You see, that is where we begin. The young man was taking an offering. He put it very well. He says, seek first the kingdom of God. And all these things shall be added unto us. Amen. You see, it was not just the fame that brought the queen of Sheba to Solomon. But it was the relationship that Solomon had with the Lord. It's like the queen of Sheba was saying, what type of a king who has a relationship with the Lord. She says, I want to go in there, you know, and get what this man has. Build your relationship, my dear, with the Lord. Praise the name of Jesus. Don't just be a businessman without the relationship with the Lord. Don't just be a businesswoman without the relationship with the Lord. If you want to build your reputation, the only person who can rebuild your reputation it is God himself. It doesn't matter, you know, how far you have gone, you know, to bruise your relationship. But when you come to the Lord, I remember I came to the Lord as a young person. I said, Lord, I am broken. Lord, I'm not educated. My future is bruised. But you know what God did, Bazalwane? He started building my reputation. He started building my name. Today, I am standing here. I want to tell you you, it is not by might, it is not by power, it is by the grace of the Lord that I am standing here. According to the books, I was not supposed to be standing here. But the Lord, the Lord builds my life. Don't take this thing for granted. Build your relationship with the Lord. Build your relationship with the Lord. And the second thing, the quality of building a good re a, a reputation. Wisdom. You need wisdom. 
The definition of wisdom simply says the ability to apply the knowledge you have. Or it's knowing how to apply the knowledge you have. That is wisdom. Wisdom simply means you've got knowledge but you are able to apply that. When you read verse 4, listen what it says. It says, when the queen of Sheba saw all the wisdom. How do you see the wisdom? When she saw all the wisdom of Solomon and the palace he had built. You see that? So, the, 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 the wisdom was demonstrated by the palace he has built. So, when she looked around, because you cannot see wisdom. But you can see the work of wisdom. So when she looked around, she says, what a wisdom. She saw a wisdom. So wisdom simply means ability to apply knowledge. What is it that you know? If you are able to apply the knowledge that you know, you are wise. I want to tell you, it troubles me. When I see a medical doctor smoking. It troubles me. You are a medical doctor. You've got knowledge that smoking kills. But you don't apply that knowledge over your life. You are not wise. There's no wisdom in you. It also bothers me when I go to a dietitian. Oh, none is bothering you. Oh, it's also bothering you. It bothers me that I'll go to a dietitian and then he or she tells me, oh, you are not eating right. For you to lose a weight, your meal must have a balance. But when I look at the, the dietitian, awa, awa, awa. Where is wisdom there? You say you are wise, but you cannot apply. If you're a dietitian, don't tell me that I need to diet, but where now, where now you are struggling with the very same thing. Ah, it does not work like that. Where is wisdom on that? Many people, they say they are wise, but they can't apply the very same wisdom that God has given. You are an accountant. But look at your finances. Look at your finances are in a serious mess. You are in a serious debt, yet you are a, a CA. No wisdom. Wisdom simply means you apply the knowledge that you know. And if you apply the knowledge that we know and we see it, we are saying you are wise. Praise the name of Jesus. So the thing that is going to make you to, to, to rebuild your reputation is when you apply the knowledge that you know. Am I helping somebody this morning? Number three, number three, how do you rebuild your, your, your reputation? Hospitality. Hospitality. Hospitality simply means loving and friendly treatment, you know, of others or visitors or, and the guest. Are you with me? That is hospitality. 
The Bible says here in verse 4 to verse 5, you know, when she saw the food on his table, the attending servants, this is hospitality, in their robes, his cup bearers. These guys, they were in a business of hospitality. He was giving a five-star treatment here. Solomon, the hospitality was amazing. Now this queen, she's sitting there. She's observing. She's observing everything. She says, my goodness me, look at the food on the table. Everything in a balance. I'm a plate, I am a child. You don't understand what is happening. We are when they dish out, you know, the gravy of the beetroot goes over the rice. You know, it goes. And they say, Pastor, bless the food. When you want to bless the food, the gravy is over the pub. Yes, the gravy, yes. What should I bless here? May the Lord bless this food. What is this? This poison. What? Why do you buy fish oil? You buy a five liter of fish oil for what? African people, fish oil is killing you. Stop it. Sugar diabetes. And we said the devil is after us. Is that oil? Tomato sauce. Hospitality, Hospitality. Even when you dish out, you dish food with smile, with love. This woman, she's observing all these things. Hope Restoration Ministries, we grow with hospitality. How we treat our visitors. Make them feel comfortable. Make them feel special. Actually, I was talking to Soli. I said, our visitors from the gate, they must be welcomed in a, in a professional way. We need a board that says, if we are a visitor, please switch on your lights. Switch on your lights and then we must put a parking for them. Visitors are not supposed to search for a parking for themselves while they are coming here for the first time. We must have a parking for them because they don't know this place. We must lead them right into the church and show them where to sit. They must not figure it out by themselves. Where's the toilet? It does not work like that. We must treat people with respect, treat people with love. Hospitality should be our nature as African people who are born again.
you build your reputation with hospitality. Some of you, you are so stingy. When was the last time you received visitors? Even when people are visiting you, you make sure there's no meal. You can tell that they've cooked, but you act as if, no, 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 there is nothing. You, you're busy offering me coffee. Can I give you another coffee? I don't want coffee, I want food. When are you busy? Another coffee, another... You are so stingy. So now we grew up in those days, I mean, whoever comes in on that day, and then they will dine with us. They will dine with us. But this generation, listen to me, somebody put it in a beautiful way. Somebody said, people will forget what you said. They will forget what you did. But they will never forget how you made them feel. Hope restoration, let's, let's make them feel good, man. Let's make them, they can forget the sermon, they can forget the music, they can forget all those other things. But when people are coming in here, let them never forget what we have done to them. Come on, give God a big hand of praise. Number four, generosity. You build reputation with generosity. Generosity is the quality of being kind is the quality of being kind and giving. The Bible says when she saw, listen, when she saw the burnt offering he made at the temple of the Lord, she was overwhelmed. This woman, she's observant. While she's seeing all this thing and then now she begins to see something else. This guy, the moment he gives the burnt offering, the offering that he gave into the house of the Lord, that this man is generous. And the Bible says she was overwhelmed. And so what type of a king? Most of the king, the leaders, are takers. But this one does not take. You know what he does? He gives. Let me tell you, if you want to build your reputation, don't be a taker. Takers will never be remembered by history. But givers will be remembered by history. Even when you are no more. The things that will remain when you are no more are the things that you have done for others. But things that you have done for yourself, when you die, you die with those things. If you want to build a reputation, be generous. Be generous with your kindness. Be generous with your love. Be generous with your talent. I'm not just talking about giving money. Be generous with your time. You know, be generous to other people and show kindness to them. I'm reminded of the story of this man in the township all the time when there's a funeral. You know what it does, Bazalwan? Uzan and Sagalama Zamban, a bag of potatoes all the time. He does not say anything, and then he comes in and then he gives them the bag of potatoes. Says bye bye, because my banana. When there was another funeral as well, and then he comes with a bag of potatoes. Because he was selling potatoes, he gives that family bag of potatoes. So he was known as a man of bag of potatoes. So one day he lost the family member. And you know what people did, Bazalwan? They came with bag of potatoes. They gave him the bag of potatoes. They left. Because in life, you reap what you sow. You reap what you sow. You know what does the scripture says? The scripture says, the world of the generous grows larger 
and larger. But the world of the stingy grows smaller and smaller. If you are a generous person, your reputation will grow and grow. I'm not blowing my own trumpet, but I have seen something these days. Wherever I go, Pastor Chris, wherever I go, Pastor Chris, oh, Pastor Chris, oh, Pastor Chris, and I'm saying, what's wrong? Where did you see me? They say, we know you, we know you. And I say to myself, I come from a church that is generous. A generous church. If you want to grow your reputation, be a generous giver. Give. And your reputation will grow. Some of you, you've got millions of friends in your account. But I was here. I'm about stingy. Look at the person next and say, I hope he's not talking to you. Now I saw him as it was. As it was. Because you are stingy. Your reputation is not known. Grow your reputation. Here is another one. The last two. You grow your reputation by exercising excellence. By exercising excellence. Excellence simply means the quality of being outstanding. The Bible says when she saw the sitting of his officials, the attending servants in their robes. You see, the sitting and the attending servants on their robes, everything was in order. The singers, they look beautiful. There is uniformity. orange. You look around here, Barcelona, all the colors, you know, it's a combination. Maybe some of you, you were not even aware. Let me teach you something. Even when I come and preach, I make sure that my slides, they match with what I'm wearing. You were not aware. Eh? Imagine if I was wearing a green suit on this background. We call this excellence. Everything must be, they must communicate with one another. There must be order. There must be order in everything that we do. Are you with me, child of God? Excellence actually elevates you. It builds your, your reputation. Your toilets must be clean. Your environment must be clean. Children of God, we pick up papers when we move around. If I see you standing next to a paper and you don't see anything wrong, I am worried. You are a suspect. <laughs> you want your reputation to improve. Even at work, they must see you doing those small things. Honor time. Be at work on time. Honor your time, honor your bosses. Do what you're supposed to do. Dress well. Hallelujah. And then that will improve your reputation. So when she saw all these things, so there was order, there was excellence in the house of the Lord. We start on time, we finish on time. That is why you never came here to hope restoration when we are about to sing and then we call it testing, testing, one, two, testing, te huh? not la, not here. We don't believe in that. 
I remember the church where I grew up from, and then they will stand like Mama Bazo Kabelela, Bazo Bazo Funa, it shouldn't corner that station. How many of you remember what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah, that's where I'm coming from. And you think that is spiritual. There's no excellence in that. You practice on time. You exercise excellence. People, they love order. The problem of Christians is that we love lying and we lie if and say that the Holy Spirit take control. The Spirit of God is in control. Is in control. This God is the God of order. Imagine if I did not prepare the sermon and say the Spirit of God will be in control. Doesn't work like that. You prepare. You know what I've done, Bazalon? I prepare the sermon. After preparing the sermon, I gave it to my wife. My wife says, eh, eh, you're supposed to put a noun here, not a verb. I fix I the sermon. Oh, Jesus. But she's doing that so that when I stand, I know what is it that I'm supposed to deliver. I stand before the mirror. I preach this thing before I come here because excellent honors people. I am standing here. I'm not taking anybody for granted. You are honoring me with my time. You are honoring God with your time. I must also honor God with my skills and honor you with my time and my efforts. Don't take people for granted. If you want to grow your ministry, respect people. Here is the final one. Public relations or people relations. How do you relate to people? How do you relate to people? In verse 8, this woman says, how happy your people must be. How happy your officials who continually stand before you and hear your wisdom. Now this woman, she's showing us something here. She does not just look at Solomon, but she's observing even the people who are working for him. How happy they were. My question is, how do you handle people as a pastor? How do you handle people as a businessman? Let me challenge you. This church as a pastor, we have employed 72 people in this church. 72 people. And if I'm not mistaken, except those that we are still working on it, everybody on a pension fund and everybody there who medical aid. Yeah. Because it does not make sense to me that as, as a leader, I'm on the medical aid. But those that I have employed, they are not in a medical aid. I don't want to see my staff member, you know, in one of the government hospitals. I'm sorry, I need to say it. Because our hospitals now, they've become a dead zone. Are you with me? People have been dumped there and people, they die. I, I cannot be, stand here and preach the living God, yet the people who are working for the church, they don't have the benefits that I have as a leader. How do you treat your people? How do you handle? Let me take it further. Let me take it further. How do you handle? By the way, that 72 is excluding the 45 volunteers 
that we give them a, a stipend every month. You know who are working for the registration? 45 of them, these youngsters, we give them a stipend. 72 does not include them. Man is working in this church. But let me ask you, how do you handle the foreigners who are working for you? How do you handle, how do you pay your helpers? Tongue speaking. Do you know that there's a minimum, minimum wage that we need to honor for those who are helping us? If I'm not mistaken, it is 24 rent per hour. And that a month, it comes to 3,700 rand. Need to live. Can you pay that money? Or you pay that Or because they come from another country, because they, they 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 are struggling wherever they are. Where now you are a child of God, you are paying them so much. Listen to me, Basalwan. Your reputation is at stake. Not just here in South Africa, but your reputation is at stake even in heaven. Because you are not treating people in a right way, especially as a child of God. If you cannot afford a, a helper, you don't need one. If you can't pay them, you don't need one. We cannot call ourselves Christians. We come in here and then we abuse God's people because they are foreigners. I am watching even these restaurants. Did you realize that the restaurants are full of uh, Zimbabweans? Because you know you can manipulate them. You can, you can actually mess up with their lives. They have been paid peanuts. I went into this restaurant and I started a conversation with this waiter. I said, how much are they paying you? She said, sir, we only depend. We only get our tips. Please don't say anything. I might lose my work. I gave her an excellent tip on that day. I said, I'm sorry, my dear. I'm sorry the way they are doing things. After paying for my bill, I said, I want to see the manager. I said, say, I've discovered that you don't pay basic salary to these workers here. I will never come back to your restaurant because you are an evil man. I left. You're an evil man. I will never support your restaurant. How's your reputation? Pastor, if we are saying we are going to heaven, if we are saying we want to build this nation, let's start right here. Pay them well. If you don't have that 3,700 rand, take them for a half day and be honest. Or just have an, a, a, an agreement, a proper agreement. Are you with me? I'm over time. I'm not, I'm not even talking about the, the helpers who, who, who does a sleepover. Nina! Even right now on Sunday, your helper is busy working. They don't even take a break. This breaks my heart. Breaks my heart. Listen to this verse as I close. 
Listen to this verse. Proverbs 22. It says, a good, name, a good name is more desirable than great riches. It says, to be esteemed is better than silver or gold. Listen to another translation, NLT. NLT says, choose a good reputation over great riches. Being held in high esteem is better than silver or gold. Same verse with the Amplified Translation. It says, a good name and by honorable behavior, godly wisdom, moral courage, and personal integrity is more desirable than great riches. And favor is better than silver and gold. I pray that you're going to build your reputation. It begins in the house of the Lord. Would you please stand on your feet with me? want you to pray with me. Because of my, my mother-in-law who needs a, a 24 hours care. She's on the wheelchair. She's not. She cannot help herself. We've got three helpers. Already you can do your calculation. That is the challenge that we have. Because she needs a 24 hours carry. So these two of them, the other one in the morning, the other one in the evening. We stay with them. Three of them. They're in my house. I realize that the other one, she has serious needs. She stays somewhere in Limpopo. She does not even have a house. She showed me in Loyaka, it's just one room. And I said to my wife, we must believe God to build a house for this woman. We are busy raising funds with my wife. I want to build a house. Because she's working for a man of God. So that when she retires, she must not go into a shack. That is Christianity. That is a godly thing to do. Let us not abuse our own people. Let us not take advantage of them. If God has favored you, take care of your own. We suffer too much in this country through apartheid, through white people. We can't do this to our own people. Stop it. Don't do it to our own people. Let's respect and honor our own people talking to you black men what are you doing to your other black men what are you doing to your other black sister let's protect them let's build their their lives so that they can have a better life 
Father, we thank you this morning. We thank you that you are God. Thank you for speaking to us that you want us to be good children who are able to care for their own brothers and sisters. You want us to become the salt and the light of the world for them to glorify your name. They must look at us as your servants, as your children. Father God, even our children, they are not supposed to abuse our helpers. Our children can tell our helpers to wash dishes. They still have to do their chores in the house. Help us, oh God, to represent you in a correct manner. I sense in my spirit, most of us, we need to ask for forgiveness. The way we have treated our people, the way we have treated our brothers and sisters. Have mercy on us, oh God. Have mercy on us, oh God. Forgive us. While our eyes are closed this morning, while our eyes are closed, you are here this morning, you say, Pastor Matebula, I want Jesus to come into my heart. I want Jesus to be a Lord and Savior of my life. Even you at home, I may not see you, but if you want me to make a special prayer for you, Wherever you are, just raise your hand. I'm going to make a special prayer. You want Jesus to come into your heart. Just raise your hand. I want to make a special prayer. God bless you. Anybody else? Just raise your right hand. Let me see that right hand. God bless you. God bless you. Anybody else? God bless you, sir. God bless you. Now listen to me. Just before we close, all of you have raised your hand. Come quickly. I want to make a special prayer here for you. Just come. Just come, sir. Come. Come, my dear. You've raised your hand. Just come. Come quickly. I want to make a special prayer here. Come. Come quickly. Come quickly. Run. I don't have much time. Come quickly. Come quickly in the name of Jesus. Come and just give the God praises. They come. In the name of Jesus. God bless you. Just look at me. Face me. Face me this side. In the name of Jesus. Come and just give God praises. They come. Was a Calvary, Yebo Gia Metemba me, Gia Metemba. Thank you, thank you. I want you to raise your hand, all of you who are here. Just raise your right hand. Church, let's raise your right hand as well. I want us to pray with these people. I want us to make a special prayer. And then we're just going to pray this prayer after me. Is that okay? Just say, Lord Jesus. I thank you today. Lord Jesus, come to my heart. Be a Lord and the Savior of my life. Devil, from today, you will never, ever rule my life. My life belongs to Jesus. Jesus alone. Thank you, Father. Amen and amen. Come on, let's give God a big hand of praise. I just hope you've got your belongings. You don't have your belongings. I'm sorry, you forgot your belongings. But I want you to take your belongings and I want you to follow that sister there. Go take your bag quickly and follow that sister there. 
in the name of Jesus. We just want your five minutes only and want to take your names and then we just want to know so that we can pray for you. We can build this nation moving forward. All that we need, visionary leadership, people who love their people, people who love the citizens, people who love the country, and then we can rise, we can fly again. Restoration Ministries, restoring hope to our world. Welcome to our broadcast. Enjoy. <laughs> 